Blog Talk Radio. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go! your car, you at the house, on your job, be encouraged, boo. come on. Everyone, welcome back to In My Father's House. Hello, my name is Ariel, and I'm broadcasting live from Hollywood, California. Tonight's show is all about gates. Gates. It says in Psalm 100, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Yes, yes. We are entering into his gates with praise and thanksgiving. Father, we just thank you for this time on this broadcast. Father, you know exactly what you want to be conveyed. Father, let this vessel honor you with the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord and my Redeemer. Father, we ask that you just illuminate this topic tonight, Gates. There's so much to talk about with gates. And, Father, you want us to understand what are gates and what we can do to either open, close them, and what you are speaking to us now. So we give you all the praise in the precious blood of your son, Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you, everyone. It says, pass through, pass through the gates, people. Prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Remove the stones. Raise the banner for the nations. Gates. What are gates? And how do we access our gate, or should we? And more importantly, what does our Heavenly Father say about gates? Well, first of all, as always, we have to define what a gate is. A gate is an, uh, an entry point to either a home, a city, a building, Gates are entry or access. Gates are used to stop p- 
people from coming in that you don't want and letting in those people that you do want. But gates are barriers. So gates in the um, natural, there's gates everywhere. Here in Los Angeles, you see gates everywhere. Matter of fact, where I live, there is gates. And gates because when you live in a city, there is definitely people that may want to try and take your things or come in and do harm. So they put up gates to stop that. But they also put up gates so they can protect not only your your things and yourself, but also they have access to people that do want to come in. And gates are everywhere, and some are very beautiful gates. Some of the gates around some of the beautiful houses up on the hills of California where the wealthy people live are beautifully done. Some are wooden, some are iron. Um, some are painted beautifully in beige and white and colorful. It's it's how ornate or how plain you want to have them, but they still are gates. So let's look at the the fact of the matter of gates. It reminds me of when I was in Israel, and in Jerusalem there are many gates. Matter of fact, in Jerusalem, let me just name some of the gates that you would see once you go there. Some of you may want to go. It is a, a beautiful place. But you have the Zion Gate. You have the Jaffa Gate, the Golden Gate, the Dung Gate. And I remember when I was there going through the Jaffa Gate, the scriptures came alive, especially that scripture where it says that it's easier for a rich man to um, go into the kingdom of heaven than a cam It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to go into the kingdom of heaven. And I remember hearing that scripture and I went, wow, so anyone who makes money is not going to be able to go into heaven. But what really it is is it, when you go to Jerusalem, you can see it because there's a gate. That's what's in a gate, and there's a little porthole underneath the gate. It's like a half of a door, and camels would get down on their knees and go through that gate, and that gate was known as the eye of the needle. So what it was saying is, is it would be difficult, not that it would be impossible, but it would be being difficult because of the barriers, the um, probably the worldly goods that a rich person would have. But it's not impossible, but it was that was what the premise was. But it came to life when I was at that gate and the tour guide had talked to us about it. We also went to the city of David and went to where they had the dung gate. And this gate was where they had all the refuse of the of the city was thrown out. The dung of the animals was thrown out through that gate. Um, and then you have the Golden Gates, and that's fascinating because the Golden Gates is on the, I think, the northeast side of the city, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken, because the it's blocked off. And I think it was a, an emperor that blocked off those gates. And, but those were the gates that Jesus actually went in when he went in what we call now Palm Sunday, where he went in and they were crying, Hosanna, Hosanna. He had left the Temple Mount, which is up on the Mount of Olives, and came down through the Kidron Valley and went through those golden gates. But those golden gates are closed. And the Jewish people believe that their Messiah will come through those gates 
and that's why um, when the emperor closed those gates, he put a a, um, a cemetery right outside the gates so that he knew that, you know, um, through the Jewish faith, it's something about cemeteries and not being able to enter, it, uh, enter into someone walking. It's like a defilement. So that's why he, he put a cemetery right there. But isn't it interesting that our Messiah, the world's Messiah, came through those gates. So he did fulfill prophecy. So my Messiah did come. And he's coming again. And they believe he's going to come right through those gates. So uh, praise the Lord. Well, another thing about gates is in a walled city you have gates, but you have gatekeepers. And gatekeepers are the people that will watch the gate, and they will be outside the gate to see um, that nothing comes in that shouldn't come in, and also for the protection. Well, you've also heard of watchmen, and watchmen and gatekeepers are two different things because a watchman is someone who actually is on the 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 watchman is on the wall and he's actually looking and seeing in the distance to see if there's an enemy coming. So the watchmen have to have perception and discernment. So they are looking out and then when they see the enemy, they yell down to the gatekeeper and they're the ones who stop. Matter of fact, um, gate is also um, where the gatekeeper is and where the gates are. This is where the elders congregate. Um, Joshua 24 talks about the elders congregating there, and they would also be judging. They also um, would be talking about issues that are going on in the city. This is also where, in the scripture, Boaz met with the leaders at the town gate, according to Ruth 4.1. Gates are also for information. Saul came and approached Samuel in the gateway and asked, would you please tell me where the seer is? And that's 1 Samuel 9.18. Gates also is where you learn of plots. And Mordecai in Esther 2.21 learned of the plot to kill King Xerxes, if I'm not mistaken. So gates are very, very important. Now, in some gates there are doors, but when you hear door, Door and gates are synonymous. They're pretty much the same thing. It's the authorized entrance into a house. And Jesus says, I am the door, and no one can come to the Father except through me, the door. Um, that's really powerful because when we look at Jesus, we know that he tells us, that he is the door, he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life, and no one can come to the Father. Jesus is our head, and he's the head of the church. And if you notice in the head, and this revelation came to me today, so I want to share this to you. I was reading the scripture in Acts. Matter of fact, let me go to Acts. I was in Acts, and I was reading about the apostles, and it came to, um, and the revelation was came to me. Let me just say how this came. Oh, and it was talking about in let's see, Acts three. Let me turn to that real quickly. And verse four, 
And what really came illuminated to me <clears throat> was when Peter was talking and he had went up to the temple with John and there was a certain lame man who was um, at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. I'm going back to verse 2. And to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Now this man who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for alms, for money. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. Fix your eyes on us. And the man, it says in scripture, he gave heed unto them. That means he looked back. Now he expected to receive something. Then Peter said, again, looking at him, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And then it just illuminated this look on us. And the Lord was showing me, see, the apostles see. And we all hear about the five-fold ministry and what their functions are. But if, And then what was brought to my attention was when Jesus said that the apostles and prophets are the foundation with Jesus being the cornerstone. And the apostles are the seers. Not the seers in the prophetic where they see in vision, but they see the enemy coming off a distance. They're almost like a watchman, gatekeeper combination. They see what Jesus is, is wanting to do. And when Peter looked upon the man, he was looking through the eyes of Jesus and he knew what Jesus wanted to do. Now the prophets are considered the mouthpiece. The mouth, that's a gate too. We'll be talking about the the natural gates too, which is our eyes, our ears, our mouth, our nose. And these are all in the head. And what he was showing me is that the eyes and the mouth are in the head. The apostle and prophets are in the headship of Jesus. And Jesus is the head of the church. That's why when they brought back to my remembrance when he was talking and saying, seeing you don't see and hearing you don't hear because your eyes are blind and your ears are blocked. Therefore, when the apostles said, look, and you don't look, or, or and the prophet speaks and you don't hear. So that was the revelation that this is the, these are gates, very strong gates. So when the, the offices of the apostles and prophets are speaking to the church, they have to have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Lord is saying because he's the head of the church. And it's through the vessels of the people of God that he uses for, in time, for this in-time movement of God. And these gates, speaking of the gates, of the natural gates of the eyes and the mouth and the ears, and, you know, it's talking about watch what you allow in. Watch what you allow in. Because these gates are accessed into different realms, you know, such as like the flesh, 
would, as far as the gates for the flesh, would be your eyes looking at things you shouldn't be looking at, watching maybe a program or looking on the Internet at something that is pornographic or something pops up and you're like, where did that come from? That's the enemy wanting you to look and keep looking. you got to shut that gate, close that gate quick. Don't give them access. Sometimes, sometimes the um, gate may be listening, listening to wrong people, listening to people that really may not have your best interests at heart, people who may speak curses. Sometimes when we speak uh, speak negatively over our loved ones or over someone that and we say something, we're cursing them, and Satan comes in and just wrecks havoc. So we have to watch what we say. So we have to watch that mouth gate. That's the flesh. What we hear, what we say, what we see. Now in the spirit, it says for us to walk in the spirit, and our spiritual gate says to... Think on those things that are lovely. Our spiritual gate, we watch maybe television that is uplifting, that honors God and speaks truth, or we watch a, a something, a DVD or a teaching, or we listen to something that's um, an audio podcast as far as speaking, we have to make sure we're speaking what God wants us to say, being positive. We also keep our spirit, the gates open when we surround ourselves with Christians to uplift us so that we can do the work of the ministry, which is to be around non-Christians, so that we can be the light. So that's the way that they know that God loves them is through our actions. Psalm 24, 9 says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift them up so the King of glory can come in. Just love that passage. I want to read something else to you. Let's broadcast. You know, in Nehemiah, Nehemiah wanted to rebuild the gates because they were in disrepair. In Nehemiah 2.13, it says, And I went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon well and the dung port, and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down, and the gates thereof were consumed with fire. Then I went on to the gate of the fountain into the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. Then I went up in the night by the broken view of the wall and turned back and entered by the gate of the valley and so returned. And what he's talking about is how he just went through the Jerusalem looking at the walls and just saying the walls are in disrepair, the gates are broken, there needs to be repair. And then eventually he does repair it with various people and talks about who is repairing this and who is repairing that. 
Now another gate is the gate of gate of death, gate of hell. And I talked to you in an uh, earlier broadcast of how I actually saw that gate and went through that gate. But praise be to God and um, listen to the tape of that. I was taken out from that place and nobody wants to go to that place. It is a gate and I opened myself up for when I had died and I had literally died that I went through that gate. So the gates of hell cannot prevail against the people of God and God will always try and warn us, always try and talk to us about closing up gates that we have opened up doors that we have opened up, not knowing, allowing the enemy to come in because we know the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus comes to give us life, land life everlasting. And the few remaining minutes, I want to play a song talking about the walls. And these walls are in Jerusalem. But these can be the walls that are in your life. And as you listen to the words, um, I know the Lord is going to be speaking to you about various gates that you may have and what you may need to do. And then afterwards, we're going to have some time of prayer. All right.
Revelations 21, 7 says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abdominal and the murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and liars shall all have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And then later in 20, uh, Revelations 22:14 said, blessed, blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your revelation knowledge about your son, Jesus, and about your kingdom and gates and how important it is for us to recognize those gates in our life, those gates that hold access to treasures inside of us, but also those gates that were also supposed to stop the enemy from entering in. Father, we thank you and we bless you and we bless those who are listening. We ask, Lord, that you send angels all around stationed at their gates, their eye gates, their ear gates, their mouth gates, Holy Spirit, we ask that you prompt them when they are about to say, do, or speak, or hear something they shouldn't, or see something they shouldn't. Speak into their spirit and say, no, walk ye in this way. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you will take this and bring it to its furthest good. We thank you, Lord. We give you all the honor and all the praise. All right, drop me a comment. I'm uh, being obedient, which is what the Lord asked concerning this blog talk radio. And I look forward to talking with you next week. Until then, be blessed. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go. your car, you at the house, on your job, be encouraged, boo. come on.
mighty long way. That's why we love you. Come on. 